You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OKSIS. Hello, welcome back to OK Sis. Welcome back, sisters. We are here, and we have a really good word of the week this week. We do. It is metier, which means a vocation, trade, an area of activity in which one excels, a forte. Can you say it again? Metier. Can you spell it? M-E-T-I-E-R. Country of origin? Probably France. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it French? Yeah. For some reason, it sounded Look more like... Look at the way like it's looking. It has a whole accent on the E. Amazing. Yes, it's definitely French. Um, Scout and I took French. <laughs> I took French for one year. I took French for five years. And you know nothing. I probably can't say one thing to you. Well, okay, so the kind of bummer part about this whole thing is that our grandma speaks French fluently. She kind of passed it on to our dad, but nobody ever passed it on to us. Well, that's the only reason I took French in high school was because I, our, my, our grandma would speak to our dad and like gossip or say something that she didn't want us to hear in French. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to learn French so I can know what you guys are saying behind our backs. And it kind of worked for like a year when I was in French yeah. class, but after that, I literally can't. Well, I feel understand like high school anything. French is different than college French. When you take French or when you take a language in college, it's a lot more intensive. You get a little bit more of an understanding. Yeah, but I could I couldn't have taken such a high level course in college if I hadn't done the basics in in high school. Yeah, I just did like French one hundred and one. <laughs> I learned a lot, actually. I know you did learn so much. It was definitely a f- more fast paced track than my five years (laughs) okay anyways so um so say the definition again 
The definition, it's a forte. So something that you're strong at, usually in a vocation or like oh. skills, like skills that you, you have. You know that I love this question. What, what is your are your strength? strengths? What are your five top strengths? The best interview question to it's ever be asked. Like, okay, I obviously know that it, it does tell a lot, but it's just such a lazy question. Like, you know when someone asks you that question, they just, like, have nothing else to say to you. Do you, you know kind what I mean? Of, like, it's kind pretty of. lazy. And unless the person comes back at you with something really unique and awesome, which I I feel like I have some really killer strength. Like, I have, like, unique strengths to tell them. I'm not like, I'm organized or I'm responsible. I don't know. Like, shitty yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But if if the person is just saying very generic qualities that are their strengths like i don't think it's a very telling question do you agree no i think it can okay. be pretty telling cuz okay. think about it if you say something ordinary then then they know they that know. you're pretty ordinary and or you're they, not creative exactly. or you're not or so you're not self-aware yeah if you can come back with something strong i think it tells a lot about you yeah. i haven't really honestly given this much thought so mm-hmm. i'm interested to see what comes out of my mouth right now okay <laughs> um to me I, I think my strengths are, I'm very curious, Mm -hmm. a very curious person. Um, I'm resilient. I think I bounce back quickly from setbacks, which Uh, is, I don't. Oh, so yeah, that's something I, I like to think that I am good at. Um, I'm intrinsically motivated, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, I'm very coachable. So I think in any job or life or anything if you want to teach me something I'm I'm very willing to learn and eager to learn it's important um and I also just I I'm like a sponge like I'm really good at absorbing things and then and then um replicating that task with that with little to no assistance afterwards which I think is really important um in the workforce and also just in life like if someone is 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 portraying something to you or telling you something like to, for you to be coached on that. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. What yeah. But what kind of skills are you good at? Like for me, I would say that my forte when it comes to skill set is my writing. I'm a strong writer. I've been writing ever since I learned how I've kept a diary every single year of my entire life. Um, I think that I don't need to be micromanaged, so I can manage my own oh, time yeah. really well. So, like, I don't need Prioritization. a boss. Yeah, but I also, like, I don't need a boss to well, be Well, that motivated. goes into the intrinsically motivated yeah, aspect. exactly. Like, I can, man- like, if I don't have a boss, I can still manage and execute a project by myself. I could work from home. I, I'm motivated. I get up at the same time every day, and I get to work no matter if I have a boss or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something, I guess, in a sense, I'm entrepreneurial in that way. Mm-hmm. Because I've started a few things myself a few years ago. So, um, but when it comes to skill set, I would say that my strength is my writing and my speed. I'm actually a really fast worker mm. um, with little to no air. Like, I can whip stuff out super fast. Yeah. Execution. Execution, for sure. Hustle. Yeah. You definitely have hustle. I could agree with that. Well, I better after all these years. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Well, because, like, I started a magazine when I was 22. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, you've always – and I don't mean this in, like, a – I don't know. It's not supposed to be coming off, like, harsh. Like, I I didn't – how do I say this? I, like, was really surprised, I think, mm, for yeah. you to have 
completed and achieved the levels that you did with those projects if that makes sense like, oh I'm not surprised too. yeah I like I'm not no saying idea. this in like a like I didn't believe in you or like no, I didn't think course. you could do it but just like when you were like oh yeah I have a magazine in Barnes and Nobles across the nation like that's fucking awesome and like that's a that's a benchmark that I didn't think would have was even in your realm of of goals like I didn't think that was even something that you were looking to achieve and I com- you did yeah I totally agree I think that I lacked a sense of motivation and purpose for so many years and all of a yeah. sudden one day I decided to start a magazine and like a light bulb went off in my head and right. I became a completely different person yeah yeah no right it like was it was really, night and day yeah it was really exciting to see yeah wow what a what a great word and our forte is podcasting I mean yeah I th- I hope so. I hope so. We can leave that <laughs> up to the sisters started, to determine. Even though we just started, I think it's I think it's uh, something we like doing. Something we like doing. For- Sorry, Lola is barking. My dog is here and she's barking because she's not getting enough attention yeah. <laughs> from us. <laughs> she's a little. little she's brat. a little needy. She's a little needy. Oh my goodness! What a what a week. How was your week, Scout? Oh my god, it was long as fuck. It was long today. Um, I started looking up. We both left the office pretty late. Yeah. Yeah, it was a week. What did you start looking up? Oh, I started looking up like classes on multivariable calculus. Okay, well, let's not go there. Coding and (laughs) feeling like I should be learning more. Do you want to do? Do you want to learn coding together? Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's not, of course, but it's not something like that you could just say like that. Yeah, but they have online schools where you can just take a course. Yeah, but. The biggest misconception about coding, like, it's not just, like, something you learn. I don't know. I think people, because it's in such high demand, people are thinking that it's just, like, a skill you should put on your resume or something you need to do. Like, it's it's an actual, language. yeah, it's an incompletely, like, you need to be good at it. You can't just, like, learn it. It It can't just be, like excel where you learn it like you actually have to have a skill for it and have a passion for it it's something you really have to work towards and that's that's what makes me a little peeved off with people who are just like i just want to learn to code it's like no you it takes a lot of work like it's not just you take one class yeah well on my bucket list right now is that i i went to france this summer and i was so jealous of people that could speak two languages like the people that could know english know. and Us french in america are just so i have a pretty good base of hebrew already so i'm thinking i'm gonna order a few textbooks online i'm gonna really buckle down and teach myself hebrew just because i want to be what is it bilingual is that mm-hmm. what they call it i want yeah. i want to be able to speak two languages like so badly yeah it's yeah. so hard yeah i had a very weird inner crisis today i literally started looking Tell up us calculus about it, well i as i just said i <laughs> i literally started looking up on coursera is that how you say it coursera no or skillshare.com or whatever those fucking like class based websites yeah. are i literally started looking up multivariable calculus because i loved calculus in high school so much Ew. oh my god i i it, didn't even get past algebra <laughs> that's a true story <laughs> i have not gone past algebra oh, wait wait what i literally have not gone past algebra Did you do algebra honors do you um, do trigonometry that's before no, algebra trig, never, trig is before algebra i never did trig okay yeah, I don't know what it is, but I loved calculus so much. Like, I literally want to do it on my free time. I want. I don't know why I didn't study it in, in school in college. That's weird. 
I, it's all I mean, coming back to you. me right now. I don't know. Literally, I don't know where this came from. I just was like, I right now want to take a class and learn multivariable calculus. You should do it. Do you know what I was thinking? So I never graduated college. Fun fact about me. I dropped out to work. Um, but I was thinking, like, I really love learning. And I think that I want to start taking, like, one class a semester at night at the community college just to, like, I want to be in a lit class again. Like, I love lit classes. Does it cost money? Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks. I'm gonna do it. I don't care about the. I don't care about the stigma. I don't care about it anymore. Care about what stigma? About going to community college. I went to community college. Oh, thanks, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I went to how many co- different colleges did uh, I go okay, to? Okay, wait, wait. This is ooh, this was a fun fact of your bachelor. Oh no, your bridal, bridal shower. shower. How many colleges have I been to? Okay, okay. Let me let me let me count. Um, Berkeley Community College, Sarah Lawrence. Uh, not San Diego State. Um, some community college in San Diego. In Orange County. In Orange County. OCC. Yes, OCC. And then you did a UCLA extension course. And then you did something in San Diego. I did UCSD. UCSD. Yeah. And, and then, then you, I dropped. Out. And then you got into UCLA, but then didn't go, and then got to UCSD, and then yes. dropped out. Yes. Got it. Yes. So I don't even. I didn't count. So I think it's four <laughs> or five. Fun facts about me. Um. Yeah, I went to USC, and then. Um, I literally like, I, you went to NYU before that though. I did. And I then went to USC and, um, no, I just, I am done with, I just, yeah, I want to learn. Okay. We're, we're going to do doing it. this. We're, we're going to, this. we're going to SMC. We're going to well, Santa Monica. I don't live in go- LA. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm going to go to SMC. I'm going to enroll in multivariable calculus and, uh, computer science. And I'll enroll in a lit class. And we're going to be night. Night owls. No. Uh, night class? Night school. Night school. We're going to be night schoolers. <laughs> we're going to be there. We're going to be up there with like with like the pregnant mom. No, pregnant moms don't go to community college. I don't know. Who, who goes a to A lot of people. Ev- like everyone goes to community college. I'm scared of it. Is that bad? I no, think yeah. I, oh, you're being. I'm, yeah. yeah you're I'm being, being judgmental. I'm you're sorry. You're being very judgmental. I'm sorry. Went to some University of my of spoiled children. Some of my best classes came from community college, like OCC. I had better classes at Orange Coast College than I did at UCSD, hands down, hundred percent. Should we just meet in the middle? We'll go to OCC. Yeah, let's do it together. Okay, perfect. All right, so we're gonna go enroll, um, and you can listen. You to can the listen rest to of the this podcast. <laughs> to our interview. We interviewed Allison. She was Allison Kelly. She was amazing amazing like our conversation so went so long yeah, we were so, like engrossed. oh yeah guys buckle it's, buckle it's your seatbelt it's a long one but um you know this was our first like quote unquote influencer that we had on the podcast and like i had a lot of specific questions just because it is such like a permanent or like a presence in our generation mm-hmm, right now mm-hmm. to be this type of job and like to actually monetize it and and live off of it. Yeah. Um, so she had a, she had really great insights into that, into that world. Um, but then we also, she's so real and, and really wise, really wise, really be- like naturally beautiful. Like yeah. just a really beautiful and normal gen- looking girl. And like a genuine soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had a great conversation. I, I think you guys will really enjoy it. Okay. Well, have fun listening to the rest of the episode. Yay. Bye. Introducing Allison Kelly. She is the creative mind behind the life and style blog, But What Should I Wear? 
She has set out to share daily inspiration and discoveries surrounding life, style, beauty, and travel. She is a succulent-obsessed, wine-loving dog mom. So without further ado, Allison Kelly. Hey, guys. What a good intro. What a good <laughs> set of, of descriptions. I feel like that could be used to describe me. Succulent-obsessed, wine-loving dog mom. That was perfect. That was perfect. And as you can maybe hear. Oh, we have Miss Lola in the house today. We have my little puppy Pomeranian joining us. She's sitting on my lap. She wanted to be included. She got pissed that she was on the floor. So she's being the (laughs) normal princess that she is. Aw, little Lola. Okay, so we're so excited to have you, Allison. I've been stalking you for the past week <laughs> I'm obsessed. Same. we have so much to talk about we're so excited to get into the blog and everything you're also from san diego we're san diego girls so we'll get into that as well um but first let's do a round of current fixations i'm down do you want to start yeah i'll start okay okay so my current fixation which to be honest is kind of turning into a constant fixation is gabrielle bernstein have you heard of her mm-hmm. oh that did not sound exciting you have just your, go on you have your issues just um go on. anyways I was first introduced to Gabrielle Bernstein. I went to Oprah's Super Soul session last year, which was amazing. If you ever get the chance to attend one of those events, attend. Um, she spoke there, and to be honest, I wasn't so wild about her performance that, that day. It didn't really move me or touch me very much, so I didn't think much of it. And then fast forward to this year, I randomly picked up her book, spirit junkie whipped through that and then I immediately picked up another one of her book called the universe has your back and one of the main reasons I'm so obsessed with her is because she takes spirituality and kind of modernizes it and kind of uses a dialogue that's a little bit more current that's a little bit more digestible you can understand it and you can take away real things that don't feel super pretentious or complicated or philosophical so she taught me how to pray which I'm super grateful for um and I just love following her on Instagram her content is always it's always like super refreshing because it's not aesthetically curated necessarily they just always have really good messages so I am currently fixated on Gabrielle Bernstein okay okay here we go no I don't here we go I don't have an issue with her I think it's I think it just feels a little juvenile to me. Like I just think it's a little girly, a little like It is girly. It I is know. Totally and girly. to me, I just I look at it and I I look at her brand and I, I it totally can resonate with people and I'm not trying to bash anyone that's putting out a message about self-care in a more modern way, but it does feel a little girly to me if that's the right word. It like is. it's it is a little bit girly, and yes, her, the way she writes is a little bit elementary at times, but her takeaways are so good. Okay. okay. They're so good. So what book, What like, what do I do? What, where do I would I start? start with Spirit Junkie, get over okay. the elementary girly language, and just get into that. I would start with that book. Um, I want to read more of her books. She, I think she has like four or five by now. I don't know. But um, yeah, I would start with Spirit Junkie okay. if you can get over the writing style. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so my current fixation is on this woman called, called her name is Ellen Bennett. So she's the founder of Headley and Bennett, which is this apron company that ha- essentially s- provides the aprons for about like 5,000 restaurants, I think, across the world. And, you know, I saw her at this Create and Cultivate. Do you guys know Create and Cultivate? Yeah. So I saw her at an event in L.A., and she just immediately captivated me. She has this passion and grit and conviction about her that it's just 
it's infectious. So I actually, so I, I knew about her back then. I was like, oh, she has an apron company. It's so interesting. I, I don't know like why that would be relevant to me. But then she was on um, Ali Webb, who's the co-founder of Dry Bar. Mm-hmm. She has a podcast. I always mention podcasts on my podcast, <laughs> but um, she has a podcast called Raising the Bar and she had Ellen Bennett on and her story is just, it's so inspiring. She started this company while she was working three jobs um it's essentially the staple apron that every single restaurant has and it's kind of bled into retail and just like every celebrity top chef everyone wears it if you've seen an apron it's probably hers and it she never had um help from outside investors she's completely self-funded and privately owned um and i don't know i just i i feel like that's so inspiring and also just to like have an empire focused on aprons like it just can do anything exactly like it just reminds me how you know in this world where like there's so many stagnant industries that people are trying to to disrupt you think that there's not any more that can be disrupted but there are still like so many untapped potential products or services or just like you know ways that we're doing things that can be reinvigorated that are waiting to be reinvigorated and i don't know just it just re it it made me excited about thinking of the world and products in a different way that's cool i love that yeah i have an off the topic question okay you get a lash lift no i just have really good lashes you (laughs) really have amazing lashes my friend brett is gonna kill me for that so i doesn't she have amazing lashes (laughs) do you have mascara on yeah 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 yeah. i do have i use the glossier lash slick which makes my lashes look like spider legs like they literally touch the top of my eyelids um no but i've always had really really long eyelashes like whenever i actually yeah whenever i get my makeup done and like scout and i don't wear makeup ever usually so whenever we get our makeup done um they're always like oh my god your lashes they're amazing and i'm like oh i don't even like i i feel bad like i don't appreciate it as much as people who wear makeup would yeah 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 Yeah. um but yeah okay cool and then we can move on now (laughs) okay your your turn turn. okay so my current fixation totally changing the topic because you guys both listed like two amazing women here i am um my current fixation is actually an app it's called touch retouch and it basically is you know when people photoshop Um, things out of their photo like a person or a trash can in the background so this is an app that does that for you and it makes it super easy and I am addicted to it like every single photo I post now I have to get like every piece of gum out off of the street I have to like remove the trash cans I'm so addicted to using it once I and how easy it is Mm -hmm. that I just like every, now every time I see a photo, I will notice all of these things in the background and sit there and try and remove all of them from my photos because I'm so much of a perfectionist. Oh my God, wait, wait, I need to get this app. Yeah, it's amazing. It's called Touch Retouch and I'll post the before and afters all the time. People are like, how? And like, it literally took me five minutes on my phone oh to my do. Goodness. My friend actually had her um, engagement photos done and she had this huge ugly car in the back of one and she asked me to get it out and I thought like there is no way this car is in 20% of your photo I'm not going to be able to get it out and I did and it was oh my, my biggest accomplishment ever and I I'm addicted to this app it's called touch retouch I think it's touch called. retouch oh my god we're linking that in the show notes for sure for yeah it's sure. amazing amazing I need that I because I suck at photoshop 
Yeah. I'm I, really, you're, you're, you're like kind of learning, right? I'm learning. My boss is like teaching me every week. He's like <laughs> teaching me like a new feature. Um, and then I just play around with it, but no, I'm by no means good at it. Okay. Yeah. So we need this app to yeah. help yeah. us yeah. out. And I don't sure. have the patience for Photoshop. So this is like yeah, Photoshop one is a lot. <sighs> Sometimes it takes a second. Like it might. Sometimes it doesn't work. I'm not going to, you know, disclaimer. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get everything out of your photos. But it's amazing. Okay, okay, I'm checking that out. Okay, interview. Yay. Okay. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. 
Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. So, first question. Okay. San Diego girl, tell us about your childhood. Where are you from? Yeah, okay. So, I grew up in San Diego, born and raised. Um, what part? If you're familiar with San Diego, I grew up in Scripps Ranch. Okay. Um, but I usually just tell people um, – I grew up in Del Mar because that's where I went to high school. Where'd you go to high, high school? school? Cathedral. Oh. Wait. Okay, we have to talk after. Wait, I what know year? a lot of people that went to your high school. What year did you graduate? 2012. Mads, isn't that a year before you? That's that's when I graduated. Oh, I thought you graduated in 13. No, I graduated in 2012. I know a lot of, we'll talk after, but um, that's crazy. Yeah. So she went to the Jewish Academy. Okay. In Carmel um, Valley. In Carmel okay. Valley. And then I went to Coronado High. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know a handful of people that went there. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. You probably know the San same people. I love San Diego. It's funny because there's so many little parts of San Diego. When I say where I'm from, no one knows where it is. So I always have, I'm like, I Preface live in Del Mar, it. but I'm not not there yeah people are like, oh, you're so lucky to live by the beach and i'm like actually no I don't. yeah like our dad <laughs> our dad lives pretty inland um mm-hmm. near like sdsu so yeah we i mean we grew up like at the beach all the time right. but yeah we don't live like on the beach that's like a very mis a big misconception i feel like yeah that's true yeah um, so when did you leave san diego yeah well i left for college so um when i went i went to college in northern arizona university nice. left there four years came back um Stayed in San Diego for a year. I refused to move to LA. And then a year later, I wound up moving up here. And I've been okay. here ever since. So talk so talk about that. So I um I, I everyone in San Diego hates LA. Yes. yes. Amen. <laughs> Me too. That's why I don't live here. Oh my God. I feel like I was born here in another life. <laughs> I love LA is my place. I'm gonna die here. Like I love it so much. So I don't get it. Like I I don't I just personally I don't get it. So what made you shift that or like where did that come from or you didn't want you were resisting that honestly well so first off I live with my um, three best friends they're all from San Diego so we all in high school if you asked us we were never going to move to LA we hated LA we had hated everything LA had to do with San Diego was so much better why would you move to LA and exactly like you said there's just something between San Diego and LA and I don't I can't explain it I just grew up with it and the traffic isn't as bad in San Diego I love how the the kind of casual more laid-back coastal environment and quote vibe goes much more inland in San Diego where I mean, if you're in L.A., if you're not west of the 405, you're not going to feel like you're living in a beach city. So I love that about San Diego. But then when I started my blog, um, I just realized this was really a place for me to be and that there were a lot more opportunities, a lot more um, people to connect with up here. And I was constantly driving back and forth up here anyways. And then my boyfriend ended up getting a job out here. So it just kind of made sense for me to move. And then... Now, you know, I can't see myself moving away anytime soon. I don't think I would, like, raise a family here or buy a home. It's way too expensive. But I'm here until, you know, I want to settle down roots, which will be in a while. So, <laughs> Where do you live in L.A.? 
Santa Monica. Okay, so you're she Ubered in. all the way over here from Santa Monica. Wow. <laughs> that is commitment, girl. That is commitment. That is commitment. Uber pool? No. Uber Whoa. pool. <laughs> That's even more commitment. Okay, so as you talked about a little bit, how did But What Should I Wear first come about? So let's see. I started But What Should I Wear actually September 2016, so exactly two years ago. And um, right out of college, I got an internship. And then with my internship, I started working with them full time. And I still actually work full time. I work as a marketing director for the same company that I started working with when I graduated. And basically, I it's a kind of a random industry. So I work in the solar industry. And it was completely different than you know, what my passion was. And so I wanted something that I could kind of call my own, that would be my own creative direction that I could write and photograph and talk about things that I love. And I just wanted, I just wanted a passion project really. Mm-hmm. And, um, I kind of tried to start a blog a couple of times and it would epically fail and I'd never told anyone about it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I decided, okay, I'm going to tell everybody and now everybody's going to know if I fail. So I have to do it. <laughs> That's such a good mentality. That's the best way to do it. I always say when, when I was starting my own business a while ago, pe- my friends would come to me and say, what do I do? And I said, start and tell someone so you can be held accountable because exactly. once you tell somebody like there's no you going back to do you're it. in it exactly and then so that was my mentality was just exactly like we said I just started I did it I told myself I was gonna give it a year to give it my all and do everything that I could and at the end of the year if I didn't like it if it wasn't for me if it wasn't working out whatever reason I'd stop and I wouldn't beat myself up about it because I tried and I ended up, you know, a year later loving it and started taking it a lot more seriously. And then I moved up to L.A. and from there made a lot of connections and did a lot of brand collaborations and really kind of saw the potential that blogging has as a career and just continued to do it ever since. So what was the vision, though, when you started? Like, because I mean, you touch on so many things on your blog Mm -hmm. and on your Instagram. So was there a particular focus when you started or just kind of dabbling in skincare and travel and beauty and all that good stuff it definitely started out as fashion and then as I got more comfortable writing about fashion and building my audience I kind of started incorporating other things that just are you know a part of my everyday life Um, and as I kind of tackled one subject then I would move on and kind of expand my blog into covering more subjects but kind of always just keeping it focused about you know what I like I guess, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to talk about anything like inauthentically. So like me, I'm not a makeup girl, so I don't really t- touch on makeup brands, but I love skincare. So I'm talking about oh. skincare like 24 seven. We'll get into that. <laughs> don't yeah. you worry. We'll get into it. Um, something I like to ask is, you know, this is such a saturated field, right? Influencers, bloggers, Instagram stars, if you, if you will. Um, how do you plan to be different from everyone or like what makes you stick out from the masses if you will it's such a hard question because we're all so like basic when you (laughs) when you get down to the nitty-gritty all the influencers are the same not really but I definitely think that one thing that I really want to set out um to make myself different is really continuing to make my blog and my website a priority because I feel like as Instagram grows and as the a lot of people start to make money on Instagram, 
their blogs or their websites or whatever they kind of do on the side that is their own platform falls, you know, just kind of falls by the wayside. And I don't ever want to let that happen because Instagram might not be there tomorrow. And so I really want to focus on building my audience and focus on creating quality content that I can put on my website and just continue to have that kind of, I mean, it's literally my baby is my website. And so just really putting so much time and energy and focus in that avenue, then, you know, into more of the Instagram avenue. So I think as this industry grows and as people stop doing their blogging and adding things to their website, I think that that's what's going to set me apart is that I'm going to continue to do that and I'm going to continue to have something that I own that's my own kind of creative portfolio that other people can go to for more inspiration beyond just the one picture I post today on Instagram. That is so smart because I once heard a blogger say that if you're going to be a blogger or a content creator or an Instagram star, you need to diversify your platforms mm-hmm. because you don't know if Instagram is going to be gone tomorrow and there goes your whole business. So if you diversify your platforms, that means you'll always have your following no matter what happens down the road, which I think is really smart of you. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard that a million times before too, but I feel like it doesn't, it hasn't stuck with a lot of bloggers. Cause be- people are like going away from blogs. Absolutely. And I, I think it's also because it's becoming harder to drive people outside of Instagram people don't want to leave the platforms that they're using but I just think it's the wrong move to you know let something that's yeah Yeah. exactly it's more of a long-term investment like yeah you need something to fall back on because we don't know I mean like two years ago even this type of landscape didn't exist exactly crazy I mean imagine how many people would be out of business if Instagram shut down oh absolutely exactly it's crazy it's crazy um, so how would you describe your style? Do you think? I am definitely trendy. Um, I like to follow trends and fast, fast, fast fashion. I'm not ashamed of that. I think some people are like, oh, don't want to admit that they like fast we fashion. Good. I, love good with fast fashion. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I also am very, um, kind of neutral and minimalistic. If you look at my wardrobe, it's all like blue jeans, whites, and nudes. I don't really wear and black and I don't really wear anything bright or colorful. I don't wear vibrant prints. I'm just very kind of almost earthy tones. I would say is my color palette. And then I love denim, like anything. Sometimes you'll go through my feed and I'll have like 20 posts in a row with just denim that's why I'm so excited for fall again (laughs) I have such a weird relationship with denim I've never liked it until I just bought my two pairs of page jeans and now I'm obsessed but it took me forever to find the right type of denim it can be really hard yeah you have to find good denim you have to invest in denim and then you'll realize why denim is so yeah DL for me is like my holy grail denim like I used to just get like Topshop and Zara because nothing would fit me Mm -hmm. I don't know why like even I I mean I've tried on so many designer and like nice quality but for some reason there was just not that one brand and then DL was like Oh my god! You should try Paige. I did. Yeah, I, I love don't Paige. like. Really? I don't Paige like it. Is so comfortable. A, a Goldie. Have you ever heard of them? They're <gasps> yeah. my favorite. I'm wearing them right now. A I haven't taken these off Can since I, I got them? them a week ago. Of course. Can I feel them? <laughs> I just want to feel what they feel like. Who's their parent brand? I have no idea. Oh, okay, because I, I remember <laughs> their. Okay, moving on. Okay, so you talked about how you're into trends. Mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite trend right now? Um, 
anything leopard. I never thought I would ever say that ever. I'm not a pattern girl. I'm not into animal prints. But for some reason, this fall, I'm like, give me all of leopard print. Leopard is sexy. I love it. And it's so in right now, too. It reminds me of Dolce & Gabbana. Yes. Oh, my God. That's what I think of when I think of leopard. I don't think I have ever owned a piece of clothing that had leopard on it. I would love a leopard skirt. Who What Wear has a really like great a one right now one. at Target. Really? They oh. do? Ooh, oh, my who God. Who What Wear Target? Can we just, like, take a moment of yeah, silence? so fucking good. <laughs> oh, my God. They kill it. They're killing it. They're, they, yeah, they kill it. Okay. Their shoes. That's my shoes right now, Who What oh, Wear. No but way. they're from, I think, a year and a half ago. They Still wearing the them. They have best shoes. They really do. I love all of their shoes. Unbelievable. Okay, so... As I said, I was stalking you this past week. <laughs> and um, so you have an Instagram highlight called Real Talk. Yes. And in my, I'm, I don't care if this is un- uncomfortable to talk about because you put it on your highlights. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so just kind of describe what that highlight is, why you decided to put that on and become that vulnerable with everyone, and why, why it was important to you to do that. Okay. Well, first off, I loved that you looked at my Instagram highlights because I never think anyone looks at them. I, I, <laughs> I look at everyone's highlights. I love highlights. I, I tell know, everyone I, I do it for myself. I'll like put all my trips on there. I don't care if anyone watches it so I can go back and watch my trip to Italy. That's Allison, what I felt about Allison, my wedding. Allison, go look at my highlights. No one looks at my highlights. It's all for me. It's me being like stupid and silly. No one looks. Exactly. It's all. Do you, it's do you look at my highlights? No. Oh my god, I have the best yes, highlights. I, I look at your Instagram story every day. Why oh my god, it's me highlights? like drinking wine at Shabbat and, and then Schwitz. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, gonna go back look. To real talk. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so real talk was just kind of. Um, I didn't even really do it on purpose. Um, I you know started just wanting to share the not pretty parts about my life and the parts that maybe I was feeling not confident or sad or just embarrassed. I mean, all of those emotions that you don't really see from other influencers. And I don't, I didn't do it all that often. It was kind of always in the moment. It'd wake up having a bad morning and I would just almost kind of go, not to vent, but just to share, hey, if I need this and someone else needs to read this too and someone else needs to know that they're not going through these things alone, especially as like 20 something women. And then, um, you know, I got a big response for it. And the reason I added it to my highlights was basically just so that it was always there for people to see whenever they needed to go back to it. Um, Jen Gotch, she's the, yes. I think, what is she? The CEO of Bando? Uh, yeah, not anymore, I don't think, but she is the founder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So founder of Bando she kind of does very similar things. Mm -hmm. And every time I would have a bad day, I would go back to some of her posts to remind myself, you know, she went through that. I'm not alone. And so I find, I found myself really connecting with her through that. And I thought maybe someone else needs this. I don't know. So might as well put it in a space where people will always be able to find it. That's amazing. No, I was really, I was really inspired by that because do you know the influencer Liv Perez? No. Okay, so she's really, really awesome. She's located, or she's based in New York, um, but she went through kind of like a traumatic experience earlier this year, and she just wanted to like get rid of social media. Like She was not having it. She didn't want to post and whatever. Like That's her job, and it's her business. So she was like gone for four days and it just really showed and people were like, oh, where are you? Like, what's going on? And then she called her friend. She's like, I don't want to post. I don't want to be that person that like posts this like sappy thing that I, I'm going through something really hard and like, you know, but I also, you know, my followers are humans. Like it's really boiled down to 
the people that follow me are human. I'm human. The, the my businesses that I work with, the people that run those businesses are human. And it's just kind of taking it down a notch and and thinking like, oh, this could really help someone else. Right. Rather than the perception of, oh, she wants attention or, oh, this might, you know, because I think people do f- Exactly. And that was my fear too. I think that's a total personal thing mm-hmm. where like you don't want to be that person. But it is true. Like a lot of what we post it is fabricated sometimes, but it is really important to go back to that humanity and go back to why we're right hosting these things is to influence and and inspire other people. Right. right? Absolutely. And I even, when I first started kind of sharing the little real talk segments, I actually did a blog post um, where it was the first time I ever really opened up about um, my issues with anxiety and um, I went on medication. So I kind of talked about what that looked like and then how my body has changed, you know, not being a 20, like young 20s, 18 year old um, and just going through, you know, what that did to my confidence. I wrote this whole blog post on it posted it, shared it with everyone. I think about maybe 15 people reshared it. And then I got so overwhelmed that I deleted it. I messaged everyone that shared it and told them the link no longer worked. And I was, I was, I don't, I don't know what came over me. I just felt like I thought I was ready to share the story. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And then the next morning I woke up and I reshared it and I was like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I didn't put any kind of attention to it as I did the day before but it was really interesting and I don't think anyone really sees even that part that I I really wanted to go I wanted to share my story and then I got so scared that I took it all down I messaged people like thanks for your support but uh JK and then you know I kind of put my big girl pants on and realized okay there I got a positive response this is something people need to read I'm going to share it again. I commend you so much because I've had a similar experience. I blogged and had a different podcast before this for a while, and I suffer from a mental illness. And so I recorded an entire episode just talking about being bipolar. And it was the first time my following had ever known that there was anything Mm -hmm. wrong in my life because I'd been posting beautiful photos. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. But when you post things that are real like that, people connect and they respond And not only that, especially in a world of Instagram where things are so kind of staged, Mm -hmm. um, anytime someone gets real about an experience, people love that. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, too, it was less about the girls that I have following me because the girls that I have following me, I feel like I'm so connected with all of them. We know so much about each other's lives. And I felt really called to share that story where my fear came from was the people that personally knew me oh, reading this story. That's very it true. Was, it, it was my family members, my my aunts and uncles, the people I went to college from reading that story and knowing that about me. I almost felt more scared to share it with the people that already know and love me than with complete strangers. On Wait, you're, you're so right. Because before right. I posted my bipolar story, I was like, my friends know I'm bipolar, but they don't know this. Right. Like, they don't know what this is. And I was scared for that exact reason. You're so you're so right. That's incredible. I've never really looked at it that way. So you've fostered, you've created this somewhat digital community that you feel even more attached to. Not attached to, but you feel this kinship and you feel like they really know you. Yes. But it's all virtual. I, this is, I never thought of it this Isn't way. It cool? Like, it is crazy. And with 
the people you are closest to the most, it is a little bit of a paradox. Like well, that's you why therapy is so easy because it's a stranger. That's so true. Or at least you you hit it on the head. Did I hit it on yeah, the head? Yeah, you hit it on the head. Thanks. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, no, so I, I just wanted to highlight that because it's one of the most real, you know, I follow a lot of, as we all do, a lot of bloggers on Instagram. And I don't think I've ever seen a highlight or a post or something about that vulnerability. Thanks, Scout. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Scout. Scott was like, turn off your phones before we start. (laughs) Okay, it's off. Um, No, but I just, it's very commendable and it's vulnerable and it's scary. And I want you to know that it's appreciated. And also you're like hot as fuck. So (laughs) I didn't really even know what you were talking about. Thank you. (laughs) You're like, like, I love embrace. You're like, I've never had curves before. I'm like, girl, you look so good. (laughs) Oh my God. I hadn't. It was so, it was so different for me. I mean, I'm like just. To be real, I gained 30 pounds since I moved to L.A. Where? A lot of that where was. Where was it? Where? Where? <laughs> where did everywhere. it go? It went to the but right place. Yeah. If you knew me before, you would probably, I mean, I like, you would probably notice. I noticed maybe it's just me because I, you know, you're a lot more critical of yourself. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of that was dealing with my mental illness and going on medication that had side effects. And just that whole ordeal was just Girl, it's same. I gained thing 20 tackle. pounds this year because of medication. Yeah. So I and, feel you. And I had never seen my body change like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I was always, I can eat whatever the heck I want. I'm going to weigh the same weight. I don't have to go to the gym. And all of a sudden, I was like, where did these hips come from? Why don't I fit in my jeans anymore? I have a tummy. And to, like, embrace that was one thing. But people don't tell you that it's not all butterflies. Like, self-love is not all, like, Oh my God, love yourself. This is so great. I mean, sometimes yeah. <laughs> you're crying, like drinking a bottle of wine and like eating an entire cake be- and then wondering why, <laughs> why you are the way you are. <laughs> that is so Hashtag good. self love. <laughs> um, no, I mean, self love is complicated. It's complex and it's not all about, yeah, you're right. It's not all about the good things. It's also sitting with and understanding your flaws and working towards those because and we're being not, okay with your flaws yeah, and being yeah. okay and you know to be human and to be like a very emotionally intelligent and in tune with yourself it's not just it, it, to be in tune with yourself doesn't mean you're happy all the time doesn't yeah, mean right. you're so like it's it's joy all the time that's not really what happiness and contentment is it's also realizing those flaws and those problems and then just like sitting with it and be like oh Okay, and coming at it at a more curious mind. That's, like, Mm -hmm. what I've been trying to do. I, like you and probably like everyone, is I'm very, very judgmental and critical of myself, and I have a lot of negative self-talk. But if you have those thoughts, like, coming at it at a more curious approach and just saying – So, like, you're saying, like, why am I saying these things about myself? Yeah, so just being like, oh, that's interesting. Why, why, why is that coming up right now? Instead of yeah. being like, fuck you, Maddie. Why are you thinking that? And that, ju- that's a, that doesn't it's a help anyone. Cycle. That's it a vicious is, cycle. Yeah. And then you then you get mad at yourself for being mad at yourself. And it's just crazy. So what I've been trying to do when I, when I think about self-love and positive self-talk and inner dialogue, it's coming at it from a much more gentler approach where like, of course those thoughts are going to come up. Of course you're going to have negativities and flaws, but it's it's just the way you talk to yourself. And it's so hard. It's so fucking hard. And I, I 
slip up all the time as we all probably do. But I think that's a really good like mindset to have is to be able to really be in tune with it and sit with it and be like, oh, interesting. That's a thought that I'm having. And that's a negative thought. Okay, why am I having that? All right, let's move on. You should try positive affirmations. Do you do positive affirmations? Yeah, I, it's obsessed. really uncomfortable, and I'm not a big fan yet. But I've been told so many great things that I keep forcing myself to do it, and I'm wait- now I'm waiting for do that. Do it before you go to bed. Okay. So when you're literally laying down on your pillow, closing your eyes, run through five to ten positive affirmations okay. over and over and over and over again, and you'll feel the benefits. All right. I'm but what? Start. What? Give me one example. So my the ones I go to are: I am confident. I am fulfilled. I am content. I am joy. I am love. Those are the five main ones that I do over and over again. If you forget one of them, you can just make up (laughs) another one on the spot. Whatever you want. (laughs) The one I like to tell myself is I am capable. Oh, that's a great one. Because I'm always so overwhelmed. And then I just have to remind myself, like, you're capable. I'm adding that. I'm adding that to mine. Now I'm six. Now I'm six. Look at that whole list. Oh, God. Um, Okay. Shall we transition to skincare? To skincare. How did oh, I know? Yes. How did <laughs> I know? Um, you know what? Okay. Let me just say before. First, I, when I saw your blog and then I saw you're obsessed with skincare, I, obviously I freaked out. I'm obsessed because I love skincare as well. And then I was like, fuck, we're going to talk about skincare yeah, again, again on this <laughs> podcast. But you know what? I'm not. I'm done apologizing. Skincare is amazing. I'm still and apologizing. It, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a hot topic right it's now. It's a hot topic right now. Everyone has been telling me that they love the skincare shit, so we're going to talk about it. So I don't really even have – literally, my question was, skincare! Exclamation <laughs> yeah, point. I love that one. So tell, tell us your routine. Oh, God. Ooh, so that's yes. a hard – that's actually really hard for me to answer because I am a blogger. I'm constantly testing out new products and new brands and trying new routines. Um so sometimes it's hard for me to answer that question because it really does change almost month to month, just testing things out. Sometimes I wish I didn't do that. Um, I wish I could just stick to one thing because my skin likes when I stick to one routine morning and night. Um, but, you know, I have to do what I have to do. Yes. You know, the the people want to hear my, <laughs> my routine. <laughs> oh, my God, I love you. We want to hear your routine. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear. Um, but I think – okay, let me see. I'm okay, sh- let's, let's go. Let's – okay, I'm going to throw – steps out at you okay and you tell me your favorite thing of that step okay perfect cleanser so what's my favorite cleanser is that see that I have like six right now okay my (laughs) go-to all-time favorite cleanser that I tell everyone that they need to try is the Burt's Bees sensitive skin face wash I I have love it I used it for three years straight until of course I had to like branch out and try other brands but anytime anyone ever comes to me it's that's my recommendation. It has a daisy on it. Or maybe it's the brightening one. It might be brightening. I've heard, yeah. Um, but it's amazing. amazing. I love it. Um, I was actually just thinking the other day because I have gone through maybe three or four cleansers I've been trying that I haven't really fallen in love with that I just thought I'm going to throw in the towel and go back to what I know I love. So that's my favorite cleanser. Awesome and affordable like that. Yes. It's like eight bucks. Yeah. Um, toner. Toner. I love just a good, simple rose water toner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you do the um, Mario Badesco? Or any other? No. Nope. <laughs> the other one, the one. I have one. face mist. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's toner. The yeah. one I get is actually from my uh, farmer's market. It's just Ooh. like this lady. She's fresh. Wait, which, wait, Santa Monica Farmer's Market? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so going. I just get it from my farmer's market. It's just. Oh, my God. You're so. 
love that rose water i love roses i love anything that smells like roses me i love too i love it on my face me too girl okay next uh essence or do not do essence um i have one it's the um kombucha essence from, from fresh, fresh. Oh, yes. yes and that one's great it's so expensive but it's such a big bottle that it lasts you so long mm. And that that's the one that has uh, rose petals in it, right? Or no, they is that have different one? they have one that has rose okay, petal. Yeah. It's actually their toner, and I've been wanting to try that. Yeah. Um, but no, this one is their like kombucha, which I didn't even know you could put kombucha on your face. But here, but here, here it's we are. LA. Here we are. It's twenty eighteen. <laughs> here we are. Um, okay, vitamin C. Um, I actually don't use too much vitamin C because my skin is super sensitive to the sun already. And when you put vitamin C, well, at least when you put good vitamin C on your face, and it's actual like potent vitamin C Mm -hmm. it makes your skin really sensitive to the sun Mm -hmm. so especially during summertime I tend to stay away from vitamin C um but when I do want to use it I use um Peter Thomas's like vitamin C oh yes I just got a sample of that go look at me (laughs) look at me so out of scout is like I don't know what you guys are I'm just gonna wait till I can rejoin the podcast (laughs) (laughs) okay um what's next hyaluronic acid or just like a hydrating serum or something I couldn't even tell you what you just said. Oh, my God. <laughs> How good do you feel right now? Oh, my now? God. Am I not a skincare expert yeah. now? Did I just lose my title? <laughs> no. So hyaluronic acid is just like a very hydrating acid. Like, do you know okay. the ordinary? Yes. So they have like a very, like, five bucks, legit, pure hyaluronic okay. acid. Oh, really? Yeah. Five bucks? Oh, I'm you, in. Oh, I'm getting you need it. To, you need to check out The Ordinary. Will you send me the link? Yes, I'll send you all the stuff you should get from The Ordinary. Oh, yeah, because you were supposed to do that for my birthday. Oh, yes. Her <laughs> you birthday. didn't give me my birthday present. Sorry. <laughs> her birthday present was just me sending her her skincare steps. Can I have <laughs> and like, links, I love to, links to Amazon? Can I have options, like one or yes. two, so I can choose? Yes. I'm going to give you. you I'm gonna give you low price point and high price point. Thank you very I much. I love that. I'm actually trying to put together a like skincare, you know, like splurge-worthy Ooh. and and then drugstore kind of hit me up. I have some. I'll do some tips. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Um, Okay, Uh, what's next? Um, Moisturizer. Oh, okay. That's I have so many that I love, so that's um, a tough one, but in the opposite sense um, (laughs) because there's so many. I love – I'm trying to think of which ones I'm currently using. Um, There's one – by pharmacy it's like pharmacy with an f yes and it's their honey moisturizer um i love their entire line of um i think it's like their honey kind of bee line i love everything from that line but especially their moisturizer Mm, i like that do you use that morning and night um it depends yeah i try and use it every like every day morning and night wait i have a question Mm -hmm. okay um so i stopped washing my face morning and night because I was getting too much acne and the minute I only washed it at night my acne started clearing up you don't need to wash your face in the morning so but I still have to do the other steps yes okay so So the thing okay so the thing about like you like it your face is clean when you wake up because you put on all your products in the night so you don't really need to wash your face because it's clean you should do the other steps. but you should be doing the other things it's just for me like I put so much oils and shit on my face and it does seep in obviously, mm-hmm. but there is residue. residue. So I always, I always wash my face in the morning. I have to also, I work out. So I, I have to wash, yeah. like I have to wash right. my face right after that. Um, but let me guys, I have a little tip. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm so anal about skincare. It's, it's, it's got it. It's getting to the point where it's kind of annoying. So I found out that, so you shouldn't be using your washcloth to like pat your, 
face because you usually don't wash. How how often do you wash your your hand towel? No, I have like ten, and I use one every few times, and then I put it away. Okay, that's good. Um, you're s- so there's in Korean beauty skincare. Um, they don't use towels to wash their face to to wipe like to dry off their face. So, <laughs> so this is what I've been doing, you guys. I've been washing my face. You put the cleanser, and then you wash it off, and then you just like scrape the sides of your of your cheeks. Oh my god, you're crazy! <laughs> like, squeegee it. You guys can't see her right now, but she looks like she's like squeegeeing her cheek with water. Okay, you pull it Allison, out. tell her she's nuts. You pull it out and you just. I watched a YouTube. Video. You watched a YouTube. Oh my god! You like scrape your face with the excess water. You shake it off. You do it with your neck, and then you just let it dry. And so you don't need your face doesn't touch a towel, a okay. dirty towel. My face is touching a towel. I'll just keep my <laughs> towels clean. Okay. I'm right there with you. I have like 20 little face yeah. towels at any given okay, time, that's fine. and, and then, I use like one side and then the other side, and then okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. I I just like sometimes I get lazy and I use the same towel, and I'm like, this is so bad. Yeah. So I just. Squeegee. Yeah. You just squeegee it off. Yeah. I love that you just said that. That is like the best description <laughs> oh ever God. for this right now. I know. Oh, I but was... even going back to what you said about just washing your face at night, I think that's why it's so important to figure out what works for you because my boyfriend is the exact same way. He, um, I would give him all of these different face washes and cleansers that I would swear by and it wouldn't work for him. And he just realized the less that he put on his face, the less often that he washed it, the better and healthier his skin looked. And that's why you really have to figure out what works best for you. And whenever I try and talk about a product, I really try and describe my skin in some way so that people understand, you know, this is why it works for me. And that's also why I never want to poorly review a product because just because it doesn't work for my skin or it breaks my skin out doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad product. Yeah. And I think you have to be careful with that because I have people that, you know, they swear by these products. I see bloggers talk about these products that are amazing and then I try them out and it just doesn't work for my skin but that says nothing about the brand yeah that's a really good point and that's and we've talked about this before it's really scary that you know like skincare is having a moment and that people are just wanting to try everything because influencers are right um, recommending them but it yeah and that's a really great approach that you have because you really need to know your skin type before you purchase anything right so like I don't have dry skin. I have very, I don't, I mean, I have like combination skin, but like right now it's super oily and a little bit acne prone, like hormonal acne. So like, I'm not going to go for like dry, like products that are targeted towards dry skin. Like you need to know what product and what ingredients are good for you. So like rosehip oil, I was using rosehip oil in the nighttime and then I went to get a facial and she was like, I don't think you should like, you know, like people everywhere have been talking about rosehip oil and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to put it all over my face. But she's like, no, that's like for people who have wrinkles. Like you're not supposed to be using that. Like you should be using jojoba oil or this type of oil for your acne. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm just used, I was just thinking of what fell into the consumerism model. And that's the problem. That's, That's what I kind of wonder, like how much of these skincare steps are is just consumerism and marketing and how much do you really need to understand like my husband does nothing to his skin and he never breaks out at all so how much of it is just skin type genetics yeah, you know what i right. mean it could pl- it, i will uh, yeah. i will say one thing though that 
I would be interested to see what your husband's skin looks like in maybe that, 30 years. I was just going to say this. Yeah. All because everything I'm doing is preventative. preventative. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Okay, fine. I'll come to the dark <laughs> side, okay? Look I at me. anti-wrinkle cream. Yeah. I'm 24 years old. I don't have that many wrinkles, but I'm you using don't have any wrinkles. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want wrinkles when, no. you know, I'm 45. And so I would rather start using the anti-wrinkle cream now than and be more preventative, mm-hmm. you know, be proactive, not reactive. In and not have to get Botox. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my <laughs> list. Oh, yeah. I just, and then you need to get under eye cream, too. You gotta, we'll you gotta on get on that shit. You're 27, girl. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Can't believe she just did that to me right there. <laughs> it's too late for <laughs> under <It's> eye cream. <laughs> God, now oh. I really feel old. Oh, my God. Okay, what other is that it for skincare? Do you have any other skincare? I'm I could talk about forever, but we probably should. Oh gosh, well, okay. So I guess if I my what two or three biggest things with skincare is that I'm a huge advocate for is the more natural and the more that you can actually read the ingredients in your skincare, the better. I don't care what kind of skin you have. I guarantee that your skin is gonna really flourish and look so much better when you go more natural. That's what I realized with my skin. The second that I switched to things that were more all natural, organic, they had ingredients that I could actually understand and they weren't filled with chemicals is when I actually started to see my skin be more brighter, more softer, you know, all of those, um, those things that I was trying so hard to get the second I switched to natural products, it was so what kind, of, what kind of natural brands do you recommend? I love Burt's Bees. That's my favorite drugstore natural brands. Um, Lush Cosmetics. Mm. Love them. They're a hit or miss. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't work for my skin and that's fine. Um, and then the other one that I'm kind of newly on is also Pharmacy and I love them. Um, and then my biggest one actually right now is naturally serious so i don't know if you guys are familiar Ooh. with june and jacobs but june and jacobs and peter thomas um they're sister brands and they just kind of launched another sister brand called naturally serious and when i read their box there is a list of i mean maybe 30 things that are not in their products that Ooh. i didn't even know were in products wow. and even down to the way they um like have energy in their facilities it's all natural energy and like wind and sun power that's so cool it i mean at the end of the day that doesn't really affect right. your skin yeah. but the fact that there is a brand the out there that they're not only caring about what they put on your skin but they're caring about what they're putting into the environment really shows that their mission is to is legit. be natural that's mm. amazing yeah have you ever been to the detox market no Ooh. <laughs> It's on, Tell me more. Uh, it's on Beverly. It's right. Ac- it's so dangerous. It's right around the street or right around the corner from my house. Um, and it's, it's an all natural skincare boutique. Oh, it's, wow. Okay. It's ama- Oh my God. You could spend hours in there. It's unbelievable. I love it. It's unbelievable. Um, were you going to say anything, Scout? No. Oh, okay. I have nothing to say about skincare. <laughs> <laughs> my last thing is skin oil. I think that everyone oh, needs to try skin oil. Okay, I think everyone's too scared because wait, it's going to break oil? you out. Just oil. oil that you put on your skin. Oh, okay. And I think a lot yeah. of people are hesitant to try it because we've been taught so much to get oil-free, oil-free, oil-free everything. And just putting a good quality oil on my skin at the end of the day and letting it soak in and sleep at night is the most amazing thing I've ever done for my skin. 
I will say you have to find what's right for you because there's a ton of different oils. There are oils that have make me has made me break out. There are oils that dry me out. You have to really figure out what your issue is and then find an oil that works for you. But just because one doesn't work or one makes you break out, don't let that like make shy you away. There should be from. a money back guarantee on these things. Of course there are. <laughs> there is. Talking about? Sephora, you can use anything and then return it the next day. Oh, I didn't know. Oh that's my god, why I, I, that's why I don't buy anything cuz I'm I don't I don't want to like start And you can get samples. You can ask any sample you want at Sephora. I didn't know this. Oh god, I don't even have my own eye cream. I just go to, to get a sample every single like 2 weeks. Wait, that's a great <laughs> idea. It's like 60 bucks. I'm not going to fucking buy that. Oh my god, you're amazing. Anyways, um no, I was going to say so what oil do you use? Um my favorite's actually another drugstore one. It's the Shea Moisturize or Shea Moisture um, coconut overnight oil. I'm mm, I'm obsessed. obsessed with coconut. Yeah. Oil. Okay. So so I as you're, yeah. So as you're saying, coconut oil though. Yeah. You have to be careful with the type of skin because some people will like right. I've heard break out like crazy, yeah, exactly. and then other people swear by it. it's like yeah. There's it is so, so many ways to use coconut oil. I use coconut oil for everything. Um, don't cook with it anymore. Oh Why? yeah, it's, it's really. Oh, bad I don't. Made. I use algae oil. What? No, no, no. It's is it algae? I algae? algae. I use avocado oil now. No, I don't use avocado. I'm a, I'm just the good old fashioned olive oh, well. oil. I mean, olive oil yeah, is that great. Works too. Wait, algae? What are you talking about? I'll, I have to go look at the thing and I'll let you know. Next I feel time. like that'd be good for your skin. Can we do that? Yeah, <laughs> algae, algae oil, coconut face. oil. I'm all about. Yeah. Yeah. I put coconut oil all over my body, like as a moisturizer. Yeah, it's and your hair. I use so it as a hair mask. Mm-hmm. Can I get like TMI real quick? On your vagina? It's Bird lube. amazing lube. Yeah. It is oh. unbelievable lube. Like, I will change your sex life just from that fact. Okay, right I there. thought you were going to say you were going to use it to shave. And I was going to say, oh. yes. I've, done, I've tried that, so too. Ooh, also, if you get a yeast infection, this is serious. Dip a tampon in oh. coconut oil. <laughs> this, no, I'm not going to go there. Okay, you no. lost me. We're going there. Stick it up and leave it in for four hours. Your yeast infection will be gone. Done. Wait, wait, in coconut oil or coconut water? Coconut oil. I wonder why that oh. is. I've literally in, your in four hours. Four hours, your yeast infection will be gone. I'm not okay, kidding. Did you read this somewhere? Is this yeah, credible? Yeah, and I did it. Yeah. Is this credible? Yeah, it's okay. credible. I, oh, my God. I did a lot of research on it. I've I tried like it myself. you're not supposed to be putting things no. up there. Why? Lube. You use it for lube. If you use it for lube, it's going up your vagina. Thank you. <laughs> the logic is there. I don't know about this. Also, you know the Skinny Confidential, her husband created a lube out of coconut yes, oil. Yes, I know. You can just use regular coconut oil. You don't need to buy a fancy bottle. <laughs> Thank you. Don't. You. Thank you. You're so right. <laughs> no, I think it's a great company, and I'm all about them. I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> I love their branding. <laughs> but you can just use regular yeah. coconut oil, and it's the same just thing. Just don't tell your roommates that you use the coconut oil. Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Okay. Oh, okay. nothing's off limits here on our no, places. No, I love it. <laughs> okay, next topic is your hair. Okay. It is so luscious and glossy. Like, <laughs> what? The- I'm going through a moment with my hair. We've talked about this before. I- it's I don't know what to do, but tell me your ways. I have very different hair than you do, but, like, just tell me your ways. Okay, so, oh, gosh. Well, first of all, I have to thank um, – my mom and my dad so shout out to them because they have very thick hair and that's who I got my thick hair from I so thankful I've never had to have like extensions and um, I actually used to thin my hair when I was in high school which I don't know why anyone told me that was a good idea yeah, that's a no. terrible idea um but the second I really figured out my hair and it's funny because I just mentioned so many drugstore products that I love is actually when I started splurging on hair care products. Whoa. And I never thought that 
um, I would be someone that would spend that much money on hair care products. I mean, the bottle of oil that I use, I love. Um, I have two. The Bumble and Bumble hairdresser oil. It's like $45 for maybe an ounce, but it lasts me a year. A little goes a really long way with it. And then I also love the Waze new hair oil, and that one smells so good. So you're into hair oil. Right. Okay. I haven't gone over to the hair oil. Just use coconut oil. After I get out of the shower? In your hair, I do it as a mask. No, 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 no. But, uh, like, to style it. Oh, to When you get out of the shower. It. Right. Like, I, so I have the way wave spray. Yes. And I have, like, the mousse. I have the curly gel. I ha- I've tried to, I've right. tried everything. <laughs> I, I just, it's a lost cause at this point. But, okay, so hair oil. Yes. Because I saw someone at the gym. She had the hair oil. And her hair is, like, you're, like, luscious, beautiful, like a mane. And I was, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, do you like that one? She's, like, she's like, yeah, but it works for my hair. I'm, like, I have super thick, beautiful hair. I was, like, <laughs> so, okay. But, so, yeah, investing in really good okay. hair care products. Okay. Got it. Um, so, you just you just put that in after the shower. Yeah. So, I used, like, a um, a just a normal shampoo. I, us- I have uh, pretty wavy, very, very frizzy hair. So, I usually use um, shampoos that will kind of um tame the frizz Mm. and then i usually like to use really thick conditioners on my ends just to weigh it down and then right when i get out of the shower the trick that i have to use is i can't put oil on my hair when it's dry because then it Mm. will look oily and shiny so i have to do it right when i get out of the shower i actually usually do it before i put the towel on my head so that when i put the towel on my hair it kind of wrings out the excess oil and then i'll brush it after and depending um, on how much effort I want to put into my hair that day, I'll then put in kind of uh, like a cream in my hair to weigh it down a little bit more to give it more of a straight look rather than a wavy look. Um, but yeah, that's that's amazing. I just love oh oil, God. you know. <laughs> we need to get oil God. now. But in a little should go a long way. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that the even though they're expensive, I literally only have to buy one a year. That's not how, bad. How do you put such little oil all across your hair, though? I usually, um, well, first of all, that's why I will do it before I put it in the towel. That way I can just, you know, do a cup, not have to worry about how much I put in. Mm -hmm. If it's another time, I'll usually put it in my palm, rub my palms together, and then only kind of get the tips of my fingers Mm -hmm. in my hair. And then if I'm worried about it, I start with the underneath of my head first so that if that catches more oil, who cares? Because no one can see the underneath of your hair so that your hands are more dry when you work your way up. Loving this info. So do you, do you ever use heat at all? Yeah. Um, yeah. I curl my hair all the time. But you don't have to like blow dry straight. Uh, no, you I wait actually, for it to dry and then you curl it. Yeah, I, I like the way my hair looks better when I let it air dry. So I typically like to shower at night and then do my hair when it's dry the next day. Because when I have to blow dry it, it's just way, it's a lot frizzier. And it's a lot harder for me to tame and kind of get the sleeker look that I want. Um, but when I'm in a rush, I no, Mads and I dry. definitely can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we Mads have, and I have, we have Jufros. We have Jufros. That's how my roommate is. She always, she gets out of the shower and has to blow dry her hair immediately. And it looks miserable. It takes, yeah, it <laughs> yeah, takes the way struggle. too long. My hair is curlier than yours. Way curlier than way, mine. I, I, I wish I had your hair. No, you don't. <laughs> not not <laughs> now. Trade? Not now. It's yeah. not good now. Um. Okay. Okay. I need. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do oil. I'm gonna try. So face oil and hair oil. Face oil. (laughs) So oil and coconut oil and and lube and everywhere. I guess we're just oiled up, guys. (laughs) 
That's the theme of this episode. <laughs> um, okay. So another aspect is travel. Yes. On your blog. So let's talk about that. I know you were just in Italy. So like tell us <gasps> yeah. or just tell us even a recent trip that you loved and and how you incorporate yeah. that into the well, blog. It was funny because I never considered myself a travel blogger because um, I had actually never been out of the country until a month ago Ooh. when I went to Italy. So, but I do love to travel. I mean, I have been everywhere across the U.S. I just had never owned a passport and, you know, pulled the trigger on going abroad. So that was actually my um, New Year's resolution this year, which I can happily say I have completed, was to Woo! buy a passport and leave the U.S., and so my most recent trip was to Italy. My boyfriend and I went for two weeks, and I have dreams about it still. I want to go back as soon it's as amazing. I can. Isn't Italy unbelievable? Yeah. Wait, which cities did you go to? Um, we went to Rome, Florence, Amalfi, and then we ended our trip in Tuscany. My boyfriend has family there, so we stayed uh, with his family. I want to go to the Amalfi so bad. We went together. We went to Florence, Milan, and Venice. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, okay. That's what we want to do next, more of like the northern. I you can skip Italy. Venice. Yeah, you can skip Venice. You can skip really? it. Really? Yeah, you can skip Venice. You can skip it. I've been twice. It's, it's not that great. It smells it really smells, bad. It smells. It's no. so many tourists. I went uh, in dead of winter. The only good tourists. The only good part about Venice is the Guggenheim Museum. Yes, that is the most beautiful museum. Yeah, it really is. But it's like the gondola. Or just, it's so it's tacky. Just, it's um, gross. It's, it's gross. not as like cute as you think, and everything's about to collapse. Like you I'm, might die there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, public Florence, service announcement is oh. my favorite city in all of Europe. I yes. agree. And Amsterdam, but Florence, un, I liked it way more than Rome. Yeah, I've never been to Rome. I mean, Rome is beautiful, but it's just. Florence. I'm going to Italy next year. What? Yeah, for a wedding. What? Who's yeah. getting married in Italy? Gabby. Oh my god! I know, isn't that fun? Adam oh my god, are gonna go. That's I'm gonna such, need your I recommendations. Love, oh, I already, I just posted like five blog posts about it. Perfect. So I'm going go there. there. No, travel tab, right there. Right, there. all Italy because right I haven't been anywhere else. So <laughs> <laughs> all Italy, all Italy up there. Oh yeah, Florence is great. I'm trying to remember all the. No, I'm yeah. obviously not going to. The remember. difference is, is Rome was the first city I went to, so that was like. You know, it was just oh my god, I'm in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Is yeah, oh my in god, I love that you just said that. <laughs> Scout is uh, I about am to a Lizzie burst McGuire. Out. I love it. Fanatic. Did you love it when what's her name won the Emmy? Oh, you didn't watch the Emmys. I didn't watch the Emmys. So the the principal or the teacher in Lizzie McGuire movie, uh-huh. she won for Mrs. Marvelous Maisel, oh, I whatever. To, I have to watch that show. I heard amazing things. Why are you rolling your eyes? Wait, <laughs> what is Allison going to say? Oh, I was oh. just going to go back to the list. Yeah, yeah. Really. Let's go yeah. back. <laughs> Miss, the Marvelous Miss Basil, I, I, I don't want to piss off people. I, I, I don't get it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. But anyways, she won. Okay. In, and like, it was just so great because it brought me back to Lizzie McGuire movie and she like took off her shirt and she was like, where are my boobs? It was like so <laughs> weird. Oh, I'm but, oh, I gotta watch you it. You have to watch. It's so, what's her name? Mrs. I was going to say Mrs. Doubtfire, but it's like. I don't remember. Devin Meyer. It's something like that. Okay, anyways. So, Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. But that's why Rome was cool. is Because it's everything yeah. that you see in the movies, in your history books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you... We you it was literally the Lizzie McGuire movie when you know when she's in the bus and she, you're she's seeing like the Coliseum and yeah she, yeah yeah that that was me and my um I started playing <laughs> when we got back to our Airbnb and evening in Roma. This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the evening in Roma. Have you heard that yes, song? Yes, that, we we used to play Lizzie McGuire soundtrack on. Okay, Ruby. then I probably know it. I would sing it, but this I don't want it to be recorded like forever. Evening <laughs> in Roma. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and I played it the entire time I was in Rome. But then Florence is my favorite because yeah. Florence, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, in Rome, you walk around and you, you know, everything. know what everything is. In Florence, you're turning the corner and there's just these epic cathedrals and museums and things that you had yeah. never heard about or seen before. And to me, that was cool. And I learned about all of this history that I had never known about. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Rome, you know, we, I had already heard about everything there. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was more of discovery in yeah. Florence. I and feel Florence like. is just, it's a bit more, sm- it's a bit smaller and it's, mm-hmm. it feels more like a community there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I just the love food Florence. too. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the food. Were you going to say something? No. You keep like looking at me like you're about to say <laughs> something. No. That's one thing that I never understood when I was going to Italy that everyone said, you know, A, the food's amazing. We all know that. But you don't feel gross you after. You don't. Do you know that some people who are gluten intolerant here go to Italy and can eat the food there? Yep. Really? I had that experience because I, I mean, I would wake up, you have a coffee and a croissant, and then you have pizza for lunch, and then you probably have some sort pasta. of bruschetta, and then pasta. You have all of the carbs. And I not once did I ever feel gross or bloated or tired. I mean, I felt tired, but not because of the food. And it was just mind blowing. And I remember coming back to the U S and my first dinner, I immediately felt like so bloated and my stomach was so upset. And it, I never understood that concept until I actually went and experienced the food for myself. I'm like, why can't we figure that out? Why? That's amazing. We got to move to Italy. Yeah, we got to move to Italy. (laughs) Maybe that's the cure to our bloatation. We won't be Jewish and bloated anymore. I know. We'll just be Jewish in Italy. Jewish in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, okay. Last question. Are you a Revolve girl? What's going on? <laughs> You're at Revolve events? Can you, like, give us some tea? <laughs> yes. Um, I do work with them. I started working with them maybe, like, four months ago. Oh, so I've been partnering with them, like, consistently every month. And then I did my first Revolve event, with, which was the Revolve Around the World, immediately after I got back from Italy. Oh, my God. Which the one was in Santa a whirlwind. Monica. Yeah. It was a whirlwind of a week. I, like was jet lagged for two days and then revolve around the world started and I had no idea what to expect, but it's literally a week long, like just event after event, after, after party, after event, it was wild, but they're such an amazing brand to work with. Yeah. Give us like, yeah, I I need some more like, I don't know, logistic, like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm so perplexed by the way they function like so do you have other friends that go there or did you meet people there like how did what did you yeah both do? I know a handful of girls um before you know I was connected with Revolve and then we kind of have all connected with them and we all work with them and represent them so I have a ton of friends that work with them and then I've also met so many girls through them and going to the events especially when they had their little Revolve around the world yeah. um trip but I mean they've always like they were always a dream brand for me to work with just because they, you know, it just looked so much fun all the yeah. time. And so <laughs> did they approach you? Did they DM you or how did that? Come My about? friend actually connected me with them, um, which is a great part of like the blogger community mm-hmm. is, you know, a, a lot of us when you become really good friends and, you know, you feel you, you have to have a good reputation because you want Obviously, you want people to help you build your connections and you want to help other people build their connections. And so when you're able to foster those relationships between influencers and bloggers and you can 
trust girls enough to, you know, introduce them to brands that you're mm-hmm. working with. It's a really awesome connection to have. So that's actually how I got connected with Revolve was with another influencer. That's so cool to hear women supporting women. That's yeah. freaking awesome. I'm glad that that's a part of the blogging community. Yeah. You would think that it would be on competitive. the surface. Yeah. Like it looks like on the surface it would be competitive. You're trying to get these brands. You're trying to get mm-hmm. the, the, the spot or whatever. But that is really refreshing to hear that yeah. it is a community and i've heard that before with mm-hmm. revolve girls like when i've just like watched interviews with them and stuff like they say it's it's it is like what you see in the photos like it is a fun <laughs> party like everyone's drinking everyone's having fun like it's not like just like pose pose like oh my god get my photos yeah. you know it's yeah. not this like insecure space like it's actually a fun community that's awesome yeah so that's so cool that yeah. you're a part of that now. Yeah, and it was really interesting, especially, I mean, just because Revolve Around the World literally just happened a couple weeks ago. Um, it's so funny because I compared it to um, when other people go and they, like, travel for work, let's say, because you work these really long days, basically, shooting content, networking, I mean, sleep, not sleeping that much, because you're you're working so much throughout the day to make sure that you are doing the deliverables that obviously Revolve is asking you to do because mm-hmm. it is at the end of the day it is like a business relationship mm-hmm. but then at the also at the end of the day you're having so much fun and they're treating you well by bringing you to these absolutely amazing and well put together events but then by the end of it I was ready to sleep for like 72 hours and never talk to anyone again no, I kidding. can imagine oh my god it, I mean and it's so funny though because you see on the surface all of the fun and it is so much fun but it's also so much work yeah of course yeah I can imagine so I mean from what we've only had like an hour conversation with you and I've only yeah. met you like this but you seem like such like a grounded calm person <laughs> and you know, as you just said, like, it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of putting yourself out there. We talked about vulnerability. Like, do you, have you, have you, gr- did you grow up being introverted or were you extroverted or how do you think your personality kind of plays into this world? Yeah. So I actually grew up as an extrovert. I was always, I was always busy. I was always out. I was never at home. Um, and then once I kind of hit 21 and I started having, um, I, once I graduated college and started dealing with a mental illness and more anxiety, I became much more of an introvert and that definitely played into questioning whether or not I'd be successful as a blogger because I couldn't go, go, go like I used to when I was a teenager and when I was in high school. Um, I need time to sit back and to just be by myself and to work and to not talk to people. And that was something I hadn't grown up with. I never needed to take a mental break. And now I really need to do that for myself every once in a while. But I think that that's what helps keep everything in perspective. And it helps like keep you sane because you you want that balance and you want to be able to put yourself out there and go and network. But you also need to know when you have to take a step back and not go to an event or miss out on something. Like for example, I missed out out on one of the revolve events. I actually went and hung out with all of my friends and we were all getting ready to go. And I just felt like this overwhelming feeling of anxiety. And I knew that I had a full week of events and work and I needed to take the night off And so I had to do that for myself and just listening to yourself and realizing that it's okay. It's not going to end your career if you, 
miss out on something and it's you can be an introvert and you can be a blogger and you can be an extrovert and you can be a blogger and that's what's so amazing about it because you can connect with so many people online and that's where I've met so many of my really really close friends and um, support system in the blogging world that you don't have to go to all of these events but they're there for you if you want them to and they are a great asset for you to be able to meet people in person but it doesn't mean that you're limited if you're not the type of person that likes to go to those events. That's good to know. And that's super admirable that you kind of have a threshold with yourself where you know that you need to take some time for yourself. I mean, I can totally relate to that as well. And I think that's really cool that you kind of know that balance because I think a lot of people have trouble finding it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people people ha- even understand that yeah. uh, concept. Right. It's a really self-aware thing that you have to be able to just tune into yourself and check in and say, if I want to show up for the rest of the week, if I want to show up for other people, I have to take this day for myself. And like, it's not selfish. It's no, it's, it's not necessary. Selfish. It's n- it's yeah, it's a necessity for sure. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> That's such a good way to end. I know. I love it. Time we talked about up. We talked oh my about God. everything. What a you diverse, are amazing. Diverse uh, topics. Okay, yeah. tell everyone where they can find you. So um, I'm pretty much But What Should I Wear everywhere on all social media and then butwhatshouldiwear.com. Awesome. Amazing. And you, Mads? <laughs> <laughs> I always get so uncomfortable. Right. Tell <laughs> everyone where they can follow you. Okay, you guys can follow me at Maddie Mayo, M-A-D-Y-M-A-I-O. And you can follow me at Scout Sobel, S-C-O-U-T-S-O-B-E-L. And you can find OKSIS Podcast at OKSIS Podcast. And all of these will be linked in the show notes. Woo! Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together